Good evening, everyone. My name is Dan, and I'm a grateful uh, recovering compulsive reader. I'm uh, a member of OA, Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, my highest weight was uh, well over 300 pounds, probably closer to 400 pounds. Uh, my weight today is approximately 165 pounds. Uh, I'm about five foot eleven, and I've been maintaining that weight loss for uh, a number of years now. Uh, to uh, guard against any big shotism or any ego feeding propositions, any success that I'm having staying abstinent today is due to a higher power working in my life. Uh, so any success that I'm having staying at my normal uh, current weight is due to a higher power and not not so much uh, to my credit. Uh, I've been restored from a seemingly hopeless state of body and mind by simply uh, following uh, OA's 12 steps, uh, uh, using the OA tools, having a plan of eating, and uh, not taking myself too seriously. Uh, and not taking life too seriously in general. I do take my abstinence seriously, and I do take my uh, contact with my higher power serious. Uh, my abstinence today is three moderate meals a day uh, with nothing in between but coffee, diet sodas, and life. And uh, if anyone ever really came into o Overeaters Anonymous by mistake, it was me. Uh, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, these are some of the things that I do today on a daily basis. Uh, I do uh, have a food plan, a food plan of eating that I follow daily, uh, and I also commit my food to a sponsor every morning. I don't have to do that, but uh, I'm a very undisciplined person, and I also uh, do that as a, a form of accountability. Um, another thing that I do is I eat my meals slowly. Uh, I take small bites. Uh, I'm not always successful at that. Uh, and I eat my meal sitting down. I don't have any second helpings at meals. Uh, when I get to the end of uh, my meeting, or <laughs> my meal, <laughs> yeah, I would get to the end of my meeting. Uh, when I get to the end of my meal, I know that it's going to take about 20 minutes for my stomach to tell my uh, brain that it's full. So what I do is I uh, just clean up around the kitchen and I keep myself busy for about 20 minutes. I don't eat, eat any extra food and uh, any uh, extra hunger pangs just seemingly go away. That's a, a little trick that I learned some years ago and I just wanted to share it. Uh, I only weigh myself once a month and uh, and I was going to say that I call before I take that first bite. I, I'm just as close to that first bite as anyone else. And uh, this disease is progressive. Uh, it, uh, it just about killed me. I got to the point where it wasn't so much that I was afraid uh, that I was going to die. I was afraid that I wouldn't die quick enough. Uh, it just led me into a living nightmare of hell. I first came into uh, OA uh, many, many years ago, uh, I first came into the 12-step rooms uh, in the mid-1970s as a uh, close to being a teenager. And uh, by the early uh, 1980s, 
uh, I started uh, using food uh, in place of uh, alcohol. And uh, one night in particular, uh, I, I was doing like I usually do. I was uh, using food as a, a sedative or narcotic uh, anesthetic. I'm not sure what the right word is. I was using it to put me to sleep at night. And when you're doing that, it's not a good good way to go to sleep at night. And uh, I woke up the next morning and I realized I'd almost choked to death. And I did something I never did before. I got down on my knees and I said, God, please help me. And as I was kneeling there for a few minutes, a thought came over me. And the thought was, get to an AA meeting. And this made sense to me. The only thing that I knew of at that time was uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, and I also knew another program, Weight Watchers, which didn't wasn't didn't help me. It probably helped other people that weren't compulsive readers, but it didn't help me. So the thought about going to uh, an AA meeting uh, made sense to me. So I quickly dressed, I drove down to the Alano Club, I walked down the stairs to the big fluorescent lit room, and everything was all set up and there was no one there. Uh, I looked across the room, there was a, a, a door that was open on the other side of the room, and as many times as I'd gone to that Alano Club, that door had never been opened, and there was a light on in that room. I walked over to it, walked in the room, and walked by uh, some tables that were on the side of the room. And as I walked by, there was a lady there. And uh, as I walked by her, she she said, uh, Ole. And uh, boy, I didn't know what she said. I didn't know if she said Ole or, uh, or, or she was telling me to go away because uh, my ears were ringing. Uh, I had gone to a rock concert the night before. And so I felt a little awkward. And then I turned around and I said, well, what did you say? And she looked at me and smiled and she said, this is OA. And I said, what is OA? And she said, this meeting is uh, for uh, people that are having a problem with food. Really? Okay. Uh, wow, can I, can I join the meeting today? And she said, sure, have a seat. And uh, the room started filling up with uh with people in normal-sized bodies, uh, normal, thin, uh, nice-sized bodies. Uh, all the women were real nice and exuberant and really dressed really nice. And uh, the men that came in were dressed really nice. And uh, some of the younger people looked like they walked off the set of West Side Story. It was, it was very compelling. It was, it was in, impressive to see this. I, and I needed to see this. Uh, for one thing, I felt bad about myself, and these people were all feeling good about themselves. I, uh, I was one of those people that, that thought that if I could lose weight, uh, I'd be happy. But at that point in my life, I never realized that if I was happy, I'd just naturally lose weight, which is what happened. I started uh, going to OA meetings on a regular basis. I started hanging out with these people. I started calling them. We started... Uh, uh, going for walks and stuff after meetings. Uh, I'd meet them up at certain meetings. And, you know, when you uh, spend a lot of time with people, you start doing the same things they are. Uh, at that particular time when I was going in the 1980s, uh, in the area where I lived, I believe the recovery rate was probably about 60%. And when I say that, uh, 
I uh, on on the Monday night uh, to to explain that the way where I would explain it is that on our Monday night beginners meeting uh, when we had like maybe over a hundred people there. Um, at least 60% of the people that came to the meeting would be in normal size, regular bodies. And uh, to me, you know, right, I don't know, anyhow, uh, I got to be careful when I talk about this. You know, sometimes I, uh, I like to say that there's probably about five or six different kinds of compulsive readers. And I got to tell you, I'm probably every single one. I'm, I'm that, I've even been a part of anorexic, bulimic, you know, this, this disease takes many different uh, forms. Uh, so I got to that meeting and I started going to other meetings. Uh, someone uh, came up to me after a meeting one day and they said, do you have a food plan yet? And I said, no. And uh, inside of me, I was thinking, oh, you know, I, I don't need that yet. I, I can do this. Or, you know, it was, it was just kind of internalized. I, I was thinking, I can do this by myself. Wrong. I couldn't. Uh, I eventually got to the point where I went to a meeting one night and I heard a guy qualify and I was impressed. He, he had lost, uh, he had uh, lost about a couple hundred pounds like I have, and he had been keeping it off. And, uh, I went up to him after the meeting and, and I did something I'd never done before. I walked up to him and I said, I need help. Can you help me? And he said, yes, I can help you. And I said, uh, can you show me what to eat? I, I have no idea what, what foods to eat or, or what's good or bad for me. And he said, sure, I'll help you out with that. That was another thing I'd never done before. And uh, to be honest, uh, until I got to that point and humbled myself and truly asked for help, uh, nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing worked for me. It was almost in, it was almost, as if in asking someone else to help me, I was asking God to help me, which was kind of slow in coming. Uh, today I have three parts of my program. Uh, the first part of my program is building uh, my relationship with my higher power on a day-to-day -day basis, and also building my relationship with other OA members uh, and others too. I, the longer I'm in program, uh, the more I realize that that uh, it for me personally, it's all about healthy relationships. I didn't have any healthy relationships before I came into the program. Um, I can remember one night in particular when I was in my apartment and a bunch of my so-called friends came up and were knocking on the door, and I was getting ready to leave them in, let them in to my apartment. And I realized I had a moment of clarity when my hand touched the doorknob. And the thought that I has, had was, I don't have to let them in. And I didn't let them in. I, I locked my door, I bolted it, and I walked away from it. And uh, eventually they left, they stopped knocking, and uh, they, they called me on the phone. They said, what, what's going on? How come you didn't open the door? And I, I said, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't want you to come in or I, I don't want any company. Uh, and that for me kind of evolved into a little saying that I have for myself and it's, which I call when in doubt, keep it out, keep them out. And what I do is if anyone threatens my emotional 
mental or physical or my abstinence or my my uh, my my sobriety. Uh, I uh, I keep a distance uh, from them. I I, uh, I try to always look for the best in others and, and never fear their worst. But uh, this uh, this disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful. And uh, so I. I don't take any chances. Uh, I've uh, had a lot of uh, things that have happened to me uh, over the last uh, few years. Uh, in November of 2020, my wife suffered, suffered a massive stroke on November 6th and almost died. And to be honest, I didn't know really if she was going to live or die. I wasn't allowed in the hospital. Uh, the country was in a total lockdown at that time, uh, something that I'd never experienced or didn't know how to handle. Uh, and I was scared. Uh, but what I did did do was I called my sponsor. I called my son. I let him know what was going on. On the morning of November 7th, I woke up. I said my prayers. I went through the first three steps. I got on my knees. And I asked God for help. And then I called my sponsor submitted my food for the day, I gave them my action plan. And my action plan is the little tangible things that I do as I go through my day, uh, prayer, uh, asking for God's guidance, uh, stopping and asking God, you know, what's the next right thing here, God? What what should I do? Uh, and I'm going to take a little sip of water here. Okay. And, uh, and my, I, I can't thank my, uh, my sponsor enough. You know, I have my higher power uh, who's helped me so much. But, uh, you know, there's a saying uh, in the world that for the world, you might be one person. But to one person, you just might be the world. And at that time, uh, my sponsor was everything to me. He, he gave me so much encouragement. It was such a hard time for me. Uh, uh, approximately about a month later after uh, my wife uh, had uh, her stroke, I, I could feel resentment and, and all kinds of anger and all kinds of stuff building up on me. And I, I, I wasn't able to connect with anybody. Uh, to, uh, I wanted to do a fourth and fifth step. Even though uh, I do a spot check inventory every day, I, I – one of the things that I do today that really helps me, uh, if I'm willing, is uh, doing a fourth and fifth step at least every three to four months. I, I rarely go more than uh, four months uh, because a lot of stuff for me. Gentle reminder, five minutes okay. remaining. Thank you. Thank you. Because um, even with the 10-step uh, spot check inventories, uh, a lot of stuff can build up. I know it does for me. Um so um, I uh, uh, the the next thing I uh, the next part of my program is my uh, my plan of eating. Uh, I do follow a plan of eating of uh, measured and moderate meals. Uh, I sponsor. Uh, I take the twelve steps on a continuous basis, day in and day out. Uh, I keep it simple. I do take the steps quickly and often. Uh, and the very first people that I saw that were actually doing that were the early OA members that I met in the 1980s. 
I never saw anyone in Alcoholics Anonymous doing that. I'm not saying, I don't want to say that in a derogatory way, but it was my experience. Uh, these, the people that I met were, they were doing something different <laughs> and it rubbed off on me and I started doing that. Uh, I also follow uh, the Daily Spiritual Program of Action, which is outlined on pages 84 through 88. And that gives me a script for the day. From the very first uh, uh, moment that I wake up, I, uh, I ask God to direct my thinking. I can't be loyal to my mind because my mind isn't loyal to me. Uh, and that's one thing that I, probably one of the most important things I've learned uh, in program. Uh, and uh, the third part of my uh, program is daily uh, uh 11 step. I do have an 11 step time that I take uh, every afternoon or whenever uh, is convenient during the day. I usually take anywhere from maybe 10 to sometimes 20 minutes and I'll, I'll just ask God for uh, his direction and guidance and I'll just sit quietly. And a lot of times when I do this, uh, something wonderful happens. Uh, it's really helped me out a lot. Uh, at the beginning, I, I found it very hard to sit still. Um, when I used to volunteer at an elementary school in my community and every year in the kindergarten class, uh, they would uh, show the kids how to grow a plant in a paper cup. They'd put some dirt in a cup, put a seed in it and put some water in it and put it by the window. And in a few days, uh, those plants would start growing and it was miraculous and it was love. It was wonderful to see the looks on the children's faces. And not only that, it was very simple. And you really couldn't explain what was going on. And in a lot of ways, that's like our program. Uh, this is a simple program for complicated people like me. So I keep things simple. Uh, I'd like to end my uh, share with a, a little, uh, some little uh, lyrics here from a song by Jimmy Durante, and it's called Make Someone Happy. It's so important to make someone happy, make just one someone happy, make just one heart you sing to, one smile that cheers you, one face that lights when it's near you. One girl you're everything to, fame if you win it, comes and goes in minutes. Where's the real stuff in life to cling to? Love is the answer. Someone to love is the answer. Once you've found or build your world around her, make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you'll be happy. You'll be happy too. And I am happy today because of this program. And uh, something good is going to happen today and tonight. And I want to thank uh, you for letting me share. Uh, I guess I will leave my phone number. My my phone number is 906-231-0559, 906-231-0559. I'm on Eastern Standard Time, call or text anytime. And I'll pass with that. Thank you so much.